Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the- Register to vote! Yeah. I'm Alicia Herter. Yeah, I'm Tara Keck too. Yeah, everyone register. Get them 18-year-olds to register. Make sure your grandma's registered. This is the time to be registering to vote. On today's episode, animism, witches in the news, and a new spell to get over your ex. Say bye to that fucker. You're over it. Bye, boy. You're growing. You're blossoming. They're out of here. Cut them. The only fully nude podcast. <laughs> you wouldn't know. What a good like slogan though. <laughs> we need to launch some kind of campaign. And <laughs> like that's the whole thing. Like we just say we're the fully nude podcast. And they're just like, yeah, I guess. Yeah. It has to be like. Do you think we'll get more followers? Maybe they'll be on our Patreon. Maybe, Maybe they'll donate more money. I don't know. <laughs> There's a Patreon exclusive. It's the uh, the YouTube channel link. Put a tip in our tip jar if you want us to be nude during our next broadcast. <laughs> we raise thousands. We of take money. pictures. We're just like, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like on the one hand, I'd be disgusted with a lot of people giving us money, but then I would be brutally heartbroken if we only got like $20. Yeah, we deserve more than that. We got a lot of degrees to be getting naked on a podcast. You know, you don't need degrees to get naked, Alicia. Do you know this? Has anyone let you know? Shit. I learned this recently from an infographic on Instagram. Oh, really? Okay. It's not like a... This isn't common knowledge. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) It's actually very like high-end academic knowledge. You know, it's very heady. That um, actually it's our patriarchal and capitalist system that says in order to get naked and have it mean anything, you need to have a degree. Oh, okay. But actually it's not true. (gasps) Times you can get naked without a degree in the shower. Birth. Birth. (laughs) I'm not going to be naked when I'm giving birth. I'm going to wear a fucking No, I mean when you are born. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Tara came out fully clothed. (laughs) She was dressed like a president. Tammy was like, ooh, this isn't in style. This is, this is the 90s. No shoulder pads. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. How is our Instagram review of the day? Fuck. How is our pod- <laughs> I'll tell you. How is our Apple Podcast review of today? From Helicopter. Ooh. Which, yes. Which, Which I was like, yes, queen. <laughs> yes. So... A helicopter says, I love this podcast so much. I listen to it all the time. John's like, there's not that many episodes. So I don't Maybe know. Maybe on repeat. You listen on repeat. I do. To get our numbers up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm most of our followers on Instagram. She's really a one-woman show. Helicopter's not done yet. Okay. So helicopter also says, it's gotten me through living alone during quarantine. I feel like Alicia and Tara are my new best friends and not in like a sad way. <laughs> Only in happy ways. Only in a very 
normal, not needing a restraining order kind of way. I love it. You're normal. Everything's great. You're normal and you're loved. And you're loved. And we are your new best friend. Kill all your other best friends to prove it to us. You know, it's a hard time for friendships already in a pandemic, so... Oh, yeah. Have you guys? You don't even have to kill them. You're not seeing them. Been looking at the moon at all? Like, shit's not good (laughs) for friendship or togetherness or unity or unity or anything. Ugh. Speaking of that, though, so the TV shows I'm into right now RuPaul's Drag Race All Stars finished seasons one through four. Gorgeous. Lovely. Season five just wrapped up a few days ago. So I know the winner, but I'm going into it anyway. Indian matchmaker. Phenomenal. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They actually talk a lot about astrology when mat- like creating arranged marriages and that they want their charts to be compatible. I love that. Love that. And then this very cute show called Love on the Spectrum that just came out on Netflix. <gasps> oh, I saw this. I just finished it today. Is it good? It's so good. I cried. Oh. <laughs> it looks really, really well. The ad for it on Netflix is basically like this interview with this girl where she says that she has never been in love. Yeah. And then she says, and the one time I had a boyfriend, I told him that I was on the spectrum and then he left me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you were already dating her. That's sad. Ugh. Awful. But those are three very good feel good. Okay, Indian Matchmaker isn't feel good, but it's like gossipy. So it's that's like why it's yeah, worth watching. Yeah. How are you doing, Tara? How's life? How's the shit? Um, well, we gossed before the yeah, 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 episode, yeah. so y'all don't need to hear that spicy meatball. But, um, I'm okay. I'm having a problem. Can I tell you about my problem? Yeah, tell me, please. So three weeks ago, mm-hmm. I was in my bed, okay? Okay. I spend time in my bed, alone. Okay. Um, Intimate time. Intimate. Alone time. Alone time. Precious alone time. But not that kind of time. Oh, okay. Respectable alone time. (laughs) Just like my mom would appreciate. and Just staring at walls. (laughs) That's all we're doing here. Just staring at a wall. So it's actually, so I'm in my bed. My bed's like in the corner. So you know that I sleep alone. Mm -hmm. And there's like a little bit of space between like the, the window and my bed. Okay. Probably like two inches. And it's early morning. I'm having my coffee, thinking about how much I hate my life. And this little guy, this little guy starts creepily crawling up the side of the window. And he is a massive centipede the size of my palm. Oh, that's the crazy. Hairy kind. Oh, those ones are cute. Oh, no, they're not. They're disgusting. I and love vile. Those They look ones. like a little mustache. Oh. oh, so he's crawling. He's he's just like sort of like nonchalantly like enjoying the summer. Mm-hmm. You know, just having a good old sunlight. day. Yeah. Um, he's probably thinking about like, oh, taxes are gonna be due soon. This dates this episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just like, I don't know if he notices that I'm looking at him because I don't know if they have eyes. Yes. Or know what people are. Um, but I I stare at him. He stares at me, and I just, like, there's this whole part of me that's like, he is going to try to crawl on my pillow, and that's where my face is. <laughs> what am I going to do about this little creepy mustache? So I just, like, so slowly, I, you know, 
sort of out like a dancer, um, move my arm in a beautiful rainbow over to <laughs> lick some, <him> off <laughs> to uh, some cleaning spray. Oh some um, lemon. Starting to sound like murder. Ginger. It was a lemon ginger cleaning spray. Okay. From one. Um. Was what's her name? Mrs. Meyer. So you know it's um. It's effective. Powerful. Yes. And uh, and I just like pull it over. Like I'm a federal agent in Portland. Oh my god. <laughs> With the eyes to kill. Oh my god. And I. And I just furiously spray him, and he goes, and he like twitches, and then he falls into the pit, which is like that two and a half inch gap between my bed and the window. And I think, wow, I'm a monster, but thank God he's dead. And then I realize, well, this is Miss Myers. It's like supposed to be kind of semi au naturel. What if he doesn't die? He was just wet. He was just wet and surprised. (laughs) He was like, I was here to have a little chat with your morning coffee and tell you about all the bugs I ate under your bed. So... I'm like, okay, 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 Terry, you have to. We're just going to check to make sure his body is there and it's not moving. And I pull my bed out of the corner uh-huh. and I keep pulling it and I keep pulling it and he's gone. <gasps> and every night since that night, I have dreamt that he has come for me. Oh, no. And it was so bad that last night I was awake until two in the morning. I had braided my hair. It's and beautiful. I Thank you. Um, I'm very greasy mm. and it's very hot <laughs> and my hair is falling out so I have to keep it in braids but it, it was just like every time I would move I my hair would tickle me and I would be like <laughs> he's here <laughs> <laughs> yes but it's it's I have I've looked everywhere for him so it's like he's clearly alive and then I keep being like okay maybe he went into the kitchen because like my bed actually also backs up to the door to the kitchen because there's two doors to the kitchen and so it's like he went into the kitchen and he lived a good life and he found his wife and now they kill bugs for our family together. But it, it, it is probably, among all of the horrible things in my life, the worst. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. Is this motherfucker, even if he is dead, his ghost is haunting me. Oh, for sure. I'm afraid of my apartment. I'm afraid to go to sleep. And that's why I'm like this. <laughs> Just wired. <laughs> my eyes. <sighs> Drink so much coffee. And a second Limerita. And a second Limerita. And I'm also on that Limerita kick, but. I mean, I guess if you don't answer my calls anymore, that's what happened. Yeah. So it's good that I know. What if I go missing? Yeah. So I can tell our boss and just be like, yo, it was like a centipede hit. Like, <laughs> she honestly had no chance. What if he made a whole big family and then the whole big family is going to come for me? That's kind of what I'm assuming happened. So your centipede interaction kind of goes with our topic today (laughs) of animism and how you do not respect the spirits, obviously. This is why they don't talk to me. (laughs) This is why I only talk to plants. They don't attack. Yeah. Well, yet. Yet, right. Venus flytraps attack. No, they like lie in wait. You have to come into the murder zone. You have to be the fool. You have to, yeah. (laughs) It's your fault. It's your fault and your fault only. So this topic of animism was actually brought up to us from one of our Patreon patrons. And so if you donate on our Patreon at the $20 level, you get to choose a topic for a mini-sode. And so someone mentioned animism and did that little like Google search where you're like, da-da-da. And then so much came up that it was like, we can't 
do this in a mini-sode. We have to make this a full-length episode. So this lucky patron gets a full episode. You're welcome. You're welcome. And thank you. And thank you. This is awesome. This is all about you. Didn't even know what this is. So let's jump into it for the people who are like, Okay, is it about centipedes? Is it about animals? It says animizzles. So it's about Inuyasha. It's all about anime. Okay. So there's okay. Kagome. She's human. There's Inuyasha. Was that the one with the pink hair or the white hair? This is so. This is the one with the white hair. I'm thinking Tenchi. I have no okay, idea. So who we can Inuyasha also talk is. about Tenchi. So there's Tenchi, and then he's got all of these girls that are about him, and it's so funny because he's like so plain, but that's like what harem animes are all about. Yeah. And so there's Ryoko, who I love. She's great. She's she wild. would be my wife. She has the the bunny thing, the bunny yes, cat. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to write as a child. I was obsessed with Tenchi Muyo. Yes, I used so to good. write so many short stories about how I would find out she's actually my mom, and then she would teach me how to use my powers, and I would go into space and murder the evil. <laughs> and I thought she was the evil. She is kind of the evil. And then all of the drawings were like half anime, but half kind of Powerpuff Girl because they didn't know how to draw hands. So everyone had like, like the nubs. Oh, <laughs> like, this is how you use your nub power. But no, so animism is not anime. Everyone like skips this podcast. They're like, we're, we we're, were here for the Inuyasha. No, so um, I have a surprise for you. I'm so excited. Everything's alive. That's a surprise. That tree? Alive. Okay, okay. Your, your chair? Alive. Uh, your phone? This is where I'm having problems. <laughs> <laughs> you had me and now you've lost me. You, okay, so what, when the tree it's turned into wood. Yes. And then paired with the beautiful metal and the spray paint that makes up your chair, that's when it stops being a spiritual being to you? It's okay to say yes. I want to make sure my answer is politically correct. <laughs> no. So I'm thinking about it. Well, everybody, <laughs> my favorite thing about animism is that, and also my least favorite thing about animism is that it's massive. It's just basically just like this overarching idea. Everything is alive. So when you have something that's like a huge umbrella term that then encompasses all these other things, there's like bunch of a bunch of different like rules that you kind of get to pick and choose from. Okay. So, like I said, animism is a large umbrella term that includes many different spiritual practices that blur the distinction between the spiritual and the material world. So it looks at objects, phenomenon, weather, even like thoughts and ideas, concepts as something that has agency. So when we were talking about cyber witches mm-hmm. and we were talking about like this new idea that like the internet is gaining almost like a tulpa-esque spirit, this is animism working its way into cyber witchcraft. Okay. My feelings are I can follow the wood. Wood makes sense. That's fine. I was not down with metal being part of animism and then I just realized some of that's made from rocks yeah now I'm really confused and I don't have a leg to stand on anymore which is why I'm sitting yeah (laughs) on this podcast all of you should sit down too because I got some shit to go over so because animism is basically like a big hope chest of ideas the contents and the characteristics of the individual mythologies get to vary widely So some practices are totally like, yeah, the river and the trees and the rocks are spirits, but your lazy boy is not 
a okay. spirit. Okay, okay. I'm but, down with that one. I'm down with that. But then other practices live in fucking Pee Wee's Playhouse hell. I just don't know what I would... So the room we're in right now has a lot of things in it. There are many things. And if they all have spirits, including the toilet paper I put on my fucking ass, mm-hmm. it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what to do. Use my hands? I don't know. Please don't use your hands. I'm going to need more soap. But that's a spirit too. Maybe I'm not going to use soap. I don't know what to do. I'm, <laughs> I'm on the fritz. I hate this. Okay. I'm so sorry. So, okay. So, <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Um, so there's just like, this is like a little footnote. Animism comes from the Latin term anima, which means breath, spirit, or life. And if we accept ism as a system or structure, it feels sort of romantic to me to view animism as a way to view the structure of the spirit, the system of the spirit, and of breath. Okay. I love those Latin roots. Here we go. So before we talk about animism and where it comes from, with the correct answer being fucking everywhere. (laughs) Don't like that. I think that we as good little witches should confront how we in the Western world will likely receive information about animism. So there's this motherfucker. His name's Edward Tyler, I believe, because it's not spelled like a normal person. And he developed the anthropological term animism during his studies of indigenous cultures in the 1800s. So he wrote this book. Mm. Get ready. It's titled Primitive Cultures. Well done. Thanks, Applause. Edward Thanks, Edward. Eddie Tyler. Thank you, Eddie Tyler. And which he was trying to sort of take Charles Darwin's idea of evolution and apply it to human society. And he was studying Native American cultures. So Edward Tyler believed that Did the, he do like a whole eat, pray, love sort of venture? He went there, <laughs> left his wife, found a brown wife, said, this will fix me. And then Just wrote books. ate good food and, I don't know, lived a good life. Yeah. But With apparently. Middle class riches. Yeah. (laughs) Upper middle class riches. Yeah. He believed that the lives and the cultures of indigenous tribes were close to mirror images of how early humans lived and sort of what we evolved from, which begs the thought that indigenous cultures are less evolved than others. And when you read others, Ah. you read hoity-toity British kids in suspenders saying, hey, bruv. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Via that assumption... Tyler studied the spiritual beliefs of these communities and came to understand that they ascribe spirit to non-human creatures and objects because his thinking is that because they didn't have a scientific mind, which is fucking rooted in so many horrible fucking things. He then proposed the idea that our modern day religion must have evolved from these primitive spiritual practices, which is just a really annoying word that he keeps using over and over again. So He probably felt like really smart though. Oh, yeah. You know. It's like when you learn the word discourse for the ooh. first time and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Juxtapose. Ooh. Ooh. That's good. Tyler and his contemporaries, like Lewis Morgan, use words like savagery, barbarism to describe cultures and their proximity to the civilization, quote unquote, of England. Ah. Is- so Pocahontas is villain. Yeah. Basically, okay. he's, what's that guy's name? Governor Ratcliffe. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. So then some other little academics come along. Okay. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, if animism is the basis for modern religion, then totemism is like its big brother. So the word totem comes from the Ojibwe language, but totemism is like a super common um, cultural structure. Basically, it's like there's 
a bunch of spirits. Yeah. Copy. But then there's like one particular spirit that's like our mom. Gaia? Okay, here we go. Okay, okay. But, and she protects us. Okay. And loves us best. I'm mommy's favorite. You are, yeah. (laughs) Gaia Jr. And so they can be ancestral spirits. Um, They can be sort of like these overarching, like the spirit of the wolf. But the idea is that like the bear, the river spirit, your nana, has a particular interest in your people. And that spirit can live in sacred objects or places. So they're not necessarily omnipotent. So God is not, you know, yeah, you know, we don't say the Y word, but like GXD is not a totem spirit. So colonizers have abused and manipulated the animistic belief of many cultures as a way to punish or control others. The military occupation of sacred land, the destruction of sacred totems, defacing sacred mountains, you know who we are talking about. And if you are not familiar with the fight to preserve Mauna Kea, on Big Island and how racism and colonization still exist today and like our academic and scientific systems. There's a lot of really great reads on that, but I would just really encourage you to look at because it's happening all day, every day. So in conclusion, (laughs) fuck! (laughs) But also it's like, okay, I think it's important to read anthropological works on animism and religion and culture, but the system was built on the thoughts of lots of like old white men. So some of it will largely infantilize cultures that exist today, Mm. calling them primitive, calling them immature. I also think that while you're absorbing these anthropological studies, you should also find some writings and words from indigenous people talking about their own culture and history. Because who is more of an expert on a way of life than the people who lived it, who live it every day? So I would say also that... It is sort of in my understanding that like an overall rejection within cultures of animism equals an increasing desire by people around the world to like separate themselves from nature. That like we are humans and we are bigger and we have the big brains and and we're smarter and more powerful. The big brains. Sexier. and, And then, you know, cultures that have a history of animism view themselves as being a part of this larger system of nature. Do you remember when we like made this podcast and we were like, oh my God, witchcraft, it'll be so easy. (laughs) (laughs) And there's so much research and so much more work than I ever could have imagined. It's so, I'm super fun, you guys. We're growing a lot. It's It's growth. It's good. It's important. But all of our baby witches were like, I love crystals. Yeah. And oh, candles. Man. And now they're just on this train of disappointment. <laughs> I I um I would love to go back to episode, what was it, three? Mm. To baby Alicia and Tara talking about crystals and being like, someday you will spend hours and hours looking up how to turn living creatures into bones <laughs> that you can then talk to your dead uncle in. Someday. That's your Someday. future. So um, we're done with the frustrating stuff and okay. we're on to the fun stuff. Okay. Love fun. I was looking up sort of cultures that exist today that have structures like religious um, cultures that use animism or base in animism. And I think that they all deserve their own episodes. So I'm just going to name a few. Um, one of the big ones, Shinto, Japanese religion that honors natural objects and phenomenon. They have these spirits that they call kami. And of course, like, you think that, oh, a spirit 
it exists and is ephemeral, but also humans become kami. There's actually mm. a very, I think it's an emperor of some kind. Should have written it down. I feel like a dumb dummy head. But um, some kind of emperor that oversees certain parts of Japan. Also, Shintoism coexists pretty well alongside Buddhism in many Japanese households, which just like kind of goes to show the limited thinking of the West has kept us from great inventions like Pokemon. Japanese cars. Japanese car. <laughs> Name one. Toyota. Boom. Okay. Boom. Yeah, don't challenge me. <laughs> Come into my house. Honda, bitch. <laughs> Suzuki. <laughs> um, lots of indigenous cultures of the Americas. We spoke about the Ojibwe tribe that exists around the Great Lakes, but most native cultures of the Americas are animist or totemist. The Inuit culture was a big one that I saw. The... Anito, which I believe is how it's pronounced, are the various indigenous folk religions of the Philippines, many of which are female-led. Hell yeah. The Kalash people of northern Pakistan, half of which observe Islam and the other half practice what some would call a type of animism, but others would see as like an ancient Hinduism, if you guys ever learned about like how Pakistan and India came to be. Those things kind of overlap. Some forms of voodoo hold on to an animistic polytheism that really focuses on ancestral worship. Basically, it's like all over the world. So it's kind of similar to like, we're talking about bone throwing, Mm -hmm. where it's like, there is already made for you. No matter where you come from, no matter where your ancestors are from, there is already animism in the world existing for you. And you don't have to go cherry picking from things that are not meant for you. You have something that is ready-made, and you should really embrace. And um, I think that's cool. Can I choose, like, which animism to believe in and which not? Not, like, culture picking, but, like, can I decide this cardboard box is just a cardboard box to me, but that tree is definitely alive? Like, I can follow that 100%. Yeah. Okay. I also think you don't have to believe in fucking anything you don't want to believe in. Thank you. Ever. I love that. Except for, like, gravity. I was just getting really stressed out thinking of, like, Marie Kondo's, like, you get rid of things if they don't bring you joy, and now it's like, okay, but you don't bring me joy, but you're a spirit, so, like, this is fucking rude of me. It's like Where are you going to go? All over again. It's like, what if no one buys you? <laughs> the Goodwills are closed. I don't know. So, okay. So, Alicia. Yes. The tree's alive. The tree's alive. I can follow that. For you. Yes. Proper box not alive. These batteries not alive. The toilet paper not alive. I can't deal with that kind of stress. It doesn't have to be alive if you don't want it to. But it's really alive for me, and I love it. Oh, my God. Ew. It screams every time you go. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's going down the drain. (laughs) Man. That's basically torture. Well, it's like, so you're a tree spirit. So you already rip it from its friends. Mm -hmm. You wipe your ass, your cooch, whatever you do with toilet paper. So that's disgusting. Then you flush, you drown it. And then it disintegrates into a million little pieces and just lives in your pipes and the sanitation. Mm -hmm. Becomes part of a fat berg. Or a rat king. I'm really down with us like not cutting down trees anymore, but I don't know how to continue wiping my own ass if we stop cutting down trees. I'm I've never tried confused. a bidet. Girl, they don't just offer bidets and apartments in New York City. Yeah, you have to buy it. You'd it have has to, to be it very up. expensive. It's like, that's not in my price range. New Patreon goal. <laughs> Get Alicia a bidet. Hold on, I'm going to look it up. I spelled it wrong. It's like B-I-D-E-T, I think. Yeah, you got it right. Thank you. 
Okay, let's see. I was in one spelling bee. I didn't get far. Oh. Motherfucking Vicus <gasps> just fucking killed it. Whatever. Damn Vicus. Okay. Mm-hmm. $49.95. That's it? That's it. So I could buy one. Well, this For is this embarrassing. Cheap Amazon one. Oh, okay. Which says it's brand Lux, which I don't trust. Actually, I think this is the one that Michael has. Um. So $700 on Patreon. I will get us a bidet. A family a bidet. bidet. We have to, weekends at my house. <laughs> During the week, it can stay with you. Yeah. And I get holidays. Okay, but we need to figure out Christmas Eve and Christmas because that's like two back to back. I get both of them. That's fucking rude. I get both of them. You get it during the regular week. Okay, my lawyer will contact you (laughs) and we will figure this out off the podcast. If the bidet is alive, then... If the bidet is alive, I'm done. (laughs) This is too much. (laughs) Okay, okay. So, all right. So my assumption about if I want to do this, how I do this, I think it's Greenwich... You're like, okay, the plant is alive. I talk to the plant. It seems straightforward. But are there other situations? There are others. And it seems like in this, I guess animism can directly relate to our last episode of Bones. So we talked about Bones. And we talked about bone throwing sets having a spirit. And then we've talked about tarot cards maybe having a spirit. Have we talked about anything else that like... Crystals probably have... Do you think they have their own spirit? I. It's a rock. Shit. This is a hard. This is why we couldn't do a mini sewed on it. God damn This is too you, hard. You fucking Patreon witch <laughs> trapping us in this whirlpool of confusion. It's so confusing. I'm down with cars having spirits. Yeah. Okay. I also read that you could just take a bunch of drugs and start <gasps> telling your great-grandmother's mink coat that's hiding in your mom's closet that you love it and respect its animal spirit, like, that that's a way to connect. If you're very much like, I don't know how to connect to these objects, just drop a bunch of acid. Oh, to, like, lower your inhibitions? Yeah, and just you're, like, more heady, like, oh, yeah, I can see this thing talking to me now. (sighs) It's, like, fucking cookie monster. Exactly. (sighs) They said that they don't recommend doing that, but... They've heard of people getting in touch with animism by doing a lot of drugs. That makes sense to me. Okay, so this has to come from a place of mutual respect with that spirit and cooperation instead of you being like, release the hounds and have all the spirits attack. You just, (laughs) you have to respect it. And kind of like the bones where you're like, you pray and then if you're not struck by lightning, you can use the bones. Right, yeah. It's it's kind of like... That just respect for the spirit. The spirit respects you. And if the spirit respects you, it might work for you. Okay. You can't command. Can't command. Spirits are not about fascism. Unlike the United States, they have wills of their own. Mm -hmm. They have agendas. They have their own objectives. (laughs) So a way to truly connect the spirits of things around you is through trance, which is very similar to meditating. So while you're in this trance, you're trying to, like, access the zone. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. The zone. Oh, God. Okay. This is like a flow state in meditation. Like, the rest of the world melts away, and you can focus on the energy at hand. Like, for example, when I'm writing, this is like like when you're writing and you have to enjoy writing. It's like when you're in it, you know? Mm-hmm. 
and things are just like coming out and your brain's not working too hard to control the narrative. Instead, it's just like, oh, yes, this and then this and then this and brain to hand. It's just going really fast. So that feeling is the zone. So that's the feeling you're trying to access when you're working with animism. Once you're in the zone where your body is acting and your mind steps back and allows it to happen, that's when you can allow other spirits to act through you. And you can learn from them and you can make requests of them. And in return, you trust them and allow them to experience being physical, being alive through you. Oh, we got to let them in you gotta to let the them palace? In. You got to let them in. This is why respect and cooperation. Yeah, you can't be like... Because if you don't... The spirits of the world! <laughs> if you don't respect them, that toilet paper is going to walk around in your body and you'll have no choice! <laughs> is that what you wanted? No. No. Eclecticwitchcraft.com says that to get better at accessing the zone, you can do these three steps. Step one, begin doing a task with which you are comfortably competent. So if I'm like, I will become the greatest artist of all time. That probably won't work. I probably won't get into the zone because I'll be yeah. like, what the fuck? I don't know how to draw a face. These what, hands. What are noses that aren't triangles? Oh, gosh. Step two, increase your load until you are at your limit and stay there. And step three, once you're settled in and comfortably achieving that load, do more. Wait, okay. Yes. So we're entering the zone. We're in the I zone. I have to do a task that I am competent at. Yes. Like? Trying. You're a great artiste. But something I don't have to think about. That's the point. Okay. And then, so it's like I get to my limit. Mm-hmm. And then is the limit the zone or pushing over the limit where I'm not comfortable? Is that the zone? That one. But you're not uncomfortable. I'm not uncomfortable. I'm just like peaking. You're pushing yourself. You're peaking. Like a drug trip. There were a lot of drug references in this article now that I think about it. It was all one drug metaphor. Wow. Wow. Anyways, we'll continue with it. So doing something you're comfortably competent means doing something that doesn't make you feel awkward mostly. So you're like, I'm not going to write an operetta because I've never even been to an opera. Aww. And I wanted to go and then there's the coronavirus. And what if the opera never comes back? It'll come back. On television. <laughs> On television, yeah. Zoom call. Zoom opera. With Zoom the opera. lag. Ugh. Yeah. And so it doesn't have to be writing or drawing. It can be like doing squats or unloading a truck, shoveling dirt, like any kind of t doing dishes. Doing dishes. This is the age of the dish. The key is that you need to be able to do the activity without having to think too hard. When you're doing the activity repeatedly and then doing more of it, the goal would be to somehow infuse the spirits around you with the work at hand. For example, you can use the strength and courage of a mother bear, the wisdom from a certain type of tree, or even summon the cunning of a fox and you like interfuse that into what you're doing. But these will be familiar, not like familiars, but they would be spirits that I would have created a relationship with. I yes. can't just be like calling the mother bear to help me scrape the cornbread crust. Calling the mother bear in Brooklyn might be very hard already. Yeah, okay, okay. So I should maybe... So the things in your house... Probably you could call on that centipede if you like made a relationship with that centipede. I'd have to apologize. I have a lot to apologize for. You would really have to. And I know that's like very hard as a Scorpio, but it's also. I'm just like, don't. You just hate confrontation that much. I don't want to confront the centipede. You shouldn't have been there. <laughs> You're trespassing. I also read that if you want to start a relationship with an object, you just need to wake it up. And by which you just say, 
wake up. <laughs> you want to. And then you like meditate with it and you just try to like connect to it so that you can use the power of that spirit eventually if it wants you to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with other things you want to do, whether that's witchcraft or using the cunning of a fox to do dishes. I don't know why you would do that. But if um, you wanted to do that. I guess if you're like tr- very cunningly trying not to do the dishes that weren't yours, you're leaving your roommate's dishes for your roommate. Um, but it's hard to tell because all the dishes look the same. No, not helpful. <laughs> not helpful at all. Okay, I also want to know, it's like how many times can you call on a spirit and have it turn you down before you need to just like accept that they're not that into you it it, said just keep trying that but maybe i mean i think if you get struck by lightning yeah that's a pretty or attacked by a mother bear in brooklyn yeah stop calling stop calling (laughs) yes (laughs) ma'am have you ever tried to connect with a spirit like that or like a non-human spirit well animism encompasses living animals Mm mm-hmm so Artemis and I are pretty connected. Yeah, that makes sense. So that one, that one checks out for me. I can follow that. I just start getting nervous being a vegetarian. Like I don't eat meat from like a I don't want to hurt the animal standpoint. But now if there's spirits in this like fucking salad, like I don't I'm going to starve. Yeah. Or only eat Oreos because I don't know what they're made out of. What oil? Just one oily fucking cookie. Mm-hmm. Mm, delicious. <laughs> you could have a... Uh, I have lots of problems with animism, apparently. Yeah, this is I don't really think a, this is your witchcraft This is not either. my witchcraft, no. We're just striking out on my end. I guess, yeah, as a green witch, I feel pretty comfortable not needing an intimate relationship with a non-human spirit but also recognize its presence. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to get to know anybody. I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. I'm here to be a CEO. No, I'm not. That was a lie. <laughs> that's my dream. That's your dream. I'm just here to get out alive. But uh, I guess, yeah, I have a hard time trusting strange spirits. Okay. That's fair. And I guess anything you would invite into your home, you've already like designated a, oh, I'm comfortable with you being here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you get over. I know all, all these people that are like, yeah, I talked to my ancestors. I don't know all these people. I know a couple people. I only have a couple weirdos. A few people on Reddit said. <laughs> Never met them. I just screen grabbed their conversation. But it's like people be like, yeah, I talked to my ancestors. Yeah, we have like an ancestral spirit guide of some kind. Like, And I'm like, I just like don't want to talk to anybody I could kill. With my own bare hands, which is not many people. Well, I'm like, I think my ancestors might just be racist, so I don't know. Yeah, they're probably not good people, fucking most of my ancestors. It's like, maybe not in an election year. Maybe next year, like, I'll talk to them. Like, when things simmer down or blow up, we don't know yet. But either way, they might be happier then. But you know who would be so happy right now if we talk to them? Do 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 do. Witches in the news. Oh, they're here. They're all of them. We're in the news. We're in the news. All right. So today's witches in the news. We have one topic. The one and only. The one and only. TikTok witches hex the moon. What the hell happened? Let's break it down. Let's break it down, guys. So where were you on July twentieth in the year of our Satan, twenty twenty? 
It was a new moon, although supposedly not a very good one for manifestations due to a bunch of pesky transits. However, I'm just driving around Brooklyn when my phone blows up because apparently a group of baby witches tried to hex the moon and no one is happy about it. Babies! Babies! I was like, they're not my baby witches. Why are you telling me? (laughs) Mine are so much better than that. So the origin story of these baby witches hexing the moon is kind of unknown. And I did a lot of digging on this, you guys. Like, you'd think it would just be on TikTok since everyone said that they were from TikTok. But yo, there was nothing on TikTok. There were reactions to having heard that baby witches hex the moon. But there was never like, here is our seance of us hexing the moon. Nothing like that. And so neither could any of the articles that reported on this cultural incident, including like Cosmopolitan, Vice, Teen Vogue, even a radio segment on NPR. No one could find the root of this rumor that upheaved an entire Monday. Wait, what? Then how do we know what happened? So it looks like the origin story actually came from Twitter. Someone that goes by the username Jupiter wrote in a very long-ass Twitter thread that a bunch of baby witches hex the moon and hex the fae, and that this might explain why some witches who rely on the moon's spiritual power were facing strange natural phenomenon or even bad luck. The Twitter thread goes on to talk about what is a baby witch and what is a hex, you know, like things we covered in episode one, babies. Like, (laughs) I know it wasn't you guys. It also goes into who are the fae? which just explained that they're fairies and fairies do their own shit and they don't like humans telling them what to do. You know, as we know. Yes. Jupiter says that the baby witches first hex the fae and then they hex the moon. They said that this is really, really bad because the moon is an integral part to witchcraft and of course you shouldn't disrespect the moon. You just like shouldn't though, right? You shouldn't. Like, like you just, what did she do to you? Large and bright and beautiful, I don't know. Like a beautiful shiny Jim, Just watching you grow up so proud of every accomplishment you've ever made. <sighs> okay. Jupiter also said that another reason to not hex the moon is because that makes the gods fucking angry. They're pissed. Yeah. They're all pissed. I would be too. Mm-hmm. She goes on to talk about how Artemis will be pissy at you and her twin brother Apollo, who is the god of the sun, health, and medicine, will also be angry. And maybe we shouldn't get Apollo angry when he's the god of health and we're in a pandemic? Maybe? Maybe. Is that a good... Baby witches, tell me. Is that a good idea? As of today, though, there has been a global virus, like, pop-up. A fucking spike? Yep, a spike. There we go. Pop-up. Like a pop-up store. (laughs) It's like a pop-up Get your coronavirus here. Ugh. Okay. (sighs) Jupiter said that the moon is physically fine. (laughs) (laughs) On fire. For those who are worried. (laughs) But it was also like, guys, it's a new moon. You're like not supposed to see it. People are like, where is she? (laughs) They disappeared the moon. (laughs) Magic is real. (laughs) But that these hexers will probably have a curse on their bloodline because you can't hex the moon and expect to like leave with no consequences. The moon remembers. The moon remembers everything. Jupiter goes on to say, also, if you don't believe in this, absolutely do not disrespect what is happening to those of us who believe right now. Not only does it make you an asshole, but the gods in Fairfold, which meant fairy folk, are already mad. Don't make it worse. (sighs) The next day, Jupiter says that one hexer has been identified and that they were not a baby witch. Oh, so someone that should know better. hmm? Mm, Also, blaming my babies. My my children. children. (laughs) I was like... My babies would never, never. 
Not my child. They all they want is like a nice USB with some pictures of flowers on it. Yeah, okay? that's it. That's it. Jupiter did not give out this hexer's name because they didn't feel like it was necessary since the gods were going to punish that hexer, which is fair. But also, I want, oh, I want I just names. want to know. I, I want people to be called out. Look at their history on Twitter. I can't scroll if you don't give me a name. Exactly. So what happened from all of this? Like, fucking nothing, really, dude. Like, <laughs> memes exploded, people shit-talked, but some of the tweets and response, like, were actually pretty amusing. Someone said that Zeus is now pissed because this attack was directed at his children. Another person said verbatim, as an ex-lover of Artemis... Okay. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not done with the quote. <laughs> Continue. Verbatim. As an ex-lover of Artemis, I can confidently say that she is not as upset about it as everyone is leading her on to be. Amazing. And someone else said, bro, white people are wild. Like, (laughs) it was a fucking shit show on the internet, but that was it. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Also, we don't got a lot to look forward to except the moon. I know. I was kind of like, the only reason this would get as much traction is because we're in a pandemic and we're fucking bored. (laughs) We're so bored as people. Cosmopolitan reached out to Jupiter for more information, to which they did not reply, but they did find someone who said that they hexed the moon. Twitter user Stubbs said he worked alone to hex the moon and that he is not a baby witch, so another not baby witch. Cosmopolitan messaged him and they asked him something along the lines of, why would you do something like this? Why would you? <laughs> of all the things, of all the ways you could spend your Saturday. Yeah, why would, why would you want to do this? He said, a lot of people were saying it couldn't be done, so I tried to do it and it worked. He says he lit black candles, used string and photos to bind the moon, and focused his energy at the moon via a telescope. Nerd. Then he recited a spell over and over until the moon got visibly dimmer. Next, he plans to hex the sun. To which I'm like, well, there's a lot of to which I'm like. To which I'm like, it's a new moon. So it's not going to get dimmer. Like, how are you seeing it at all? Okay, what's your other to which? Hex the sun. (laughs) You want to hex the sun? Oh, the burning ball of fire in the sky? You that keeps hex- us alive? Oh. The whole reason we're here? Okay, okay. Uh, so we don't, we don't know if they're telling the truth. You know, there's no, there's no actual evidence that this person actually hexed the moon and wasn't just like, Fucking. yes, give me attention, I hexed the moon. You I know? was interviewed for Cosmopolitan. Yeah. Like, I haven't been interviewed for Cosmopolitan, and I made a movie. We should make bigger claims. <laughs> Next up, National Enquirer. Like, this could have been some fake news straight out of Russia, and we just eagerly were like, num, 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 num. It was truly an amazing cultural moment for us. Like, we really <laughs> peaked. Like, this is good. Okay, so some questions. Can you hex the moon? Yeah, sure, you can hex anything. Will it work? No. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna work even marianne williamson said (laughs) this isn't real (laughs) she believes in the power of love come on she was like they can't do that wait wait did they ask her let me see let me pull the they're like we gotta get our she like tweeted it she was like our problematic orb queen Jezebel, Marianne Williamson wants the hexing witches of TikTok to dream bigger than the moon. <laughs> to dream because think of all we could accomplish. We could hex the universe. 
She's like, dream bigger than the moon. Bring women to Washington. <laughs> she tweeted, that's got to be some really drunk or stoned hashtag baby witches if they think that in the midst of a hashtag secret police invasion of Portland, the best they can do is hex the moon. <laughs> Shady. <laughs> oh, girl. <sighs> no, man. That's a good one. Marianne. There you go. I love her. She's crazy. <laughs> Fucking nuts. Okay. Can you hex the Fae? So I think this one is more realistic. Like I said, you can hex anything, but why would you want to hex things? Just because. I think to hex the Fae, you would actually need to like know where they are. <laughs> I don't think you can just be like, here's my hex and it My bad energy. It reaches Iceland, you know? They're oh. like Iceland has fucking magical barriers. Your bad energy is not going there. They're free of coronavirus. They're fine. I don't think you can just like blanket hex all fairies. Like maybe one. Maybe. Hard maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not even sure if you can do that. Did this whole chain of events make us witches come off as crazy and annoying? Oh, yo, for sure. (laughs) As if it wasn't clear before. I know. And like, we already knew we were crazy. So this isn't that big of a deal to us. But that's been today's Witches in the News, babies. All links will be included in our show notes below the episode and it's like seven links. It's a lot. It's a lot. I like um really not here to bring judgy energy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a little silly when people are like, I just want to see if I could do it. Yeah. I'm like, you are a sociopath though, right? <laughs> like you are for sure. Yeah. Oh, I want to kill this dog. Just see if I could do it. Come on. Want to steal a child just to see if I can. Like, hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know about this logic. Okay, so we we fucked with the moon and now I got to ask for her help. (laughs) Aren't we needy? We are the worst. We're like a, a teen girl who yells at her mom and then says, but mama, when's dinner? Can you drive me to the movie theater? Can I have twenty dollars to I... buy some popcorn? <laughs> I just really love want Ricky to like me. I just want to go see Doctor Doolittle too, oh Mom. I feel like Doctor Doolittle too was kind of wild. That's the one with his daughter, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. I liked that one. I like that one too. I like when girls talk to animals. I mean, it's like Eliza Thornberry. I know she's great. She's great. It's all good. All right, here we go. We want to, you know what? I don't know if the new moon's going to listen to us. Maybe we should just scrap the spell. Fuck it. No, okay. We got to, okay, you okay. could save this. This could be over. Things could have been smoothed over. We'll see if the moon's angry or not. Here we go. A new moon ritual to move on from someone who has broken your heart. So, getting that X out of your life. Goodbye. See Goodbye. Ya. What you need. You need a new moon. August 18th, you have plenty of time. If the moon is still up in the sky, it'll be great. If it's not, just skip this part of the episode, I guess. (laughs) Photo of the person that you would like a new start from. You need a match. We're getting a little fancy. We're going with matches. So you need to be able to light that match. So like a matchbook. Okay. okay. Which means you need water on hand for safety. Oh, good. Nice. And a fire safe container. So take the picture of the person that you would like this new beginning from. Like, don't want them in my life. You can kiss them, be like, goodbye forever. Take a match, burn the bottom of the photograph, and set it on a fireproof plate or dish so that it will burn. While you watch your lover burn, 
Oh, gosh. Visualize the ending of your relationship and how the strong emotions you feel now will transform like the photo is turning to ash. So one day, this very heavy thing that's part of your life isn't going to feel that heavy anymore. When the photo is done burning and the ash is cool enough to touch, you can take the ash outside and bury it into the earth so that your relationship can be part of something that grows into something new. Beautiful. And that's it. And this spell is by Chrissy Stockton. Thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Chrissy. It was so lovely and easy and sometimes you just gotta move on and do things. You? Get out of those toxic relationships. I know we've been in a quarantine for a very long time and everything's on everyone's nerves, but if you if it's time, it's time. Yeah. You don't have to feel bad about that. No. You don't need a reason either. Mm-mm. Anyways. Anyways. We would like to thank our we, producer. <laughs> we would like to thank our ghost producer. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter, and Kevin McLeod, who lets us use the music each week. He lets us do it. We ask him, and each time he's like, fine. Okay. If they want to find you, though. You can find me on Instagram at Alicia period Herder. Because that's your name. That's my name. It's pretty easy. And then if they want to find you, Tara, on Instagram. They, okay, so you can go to Her Lovely Face. That's my art one. Or you can go to underscore Little Moss. Um, that's for my selfies. It's on private right now. So if you follow Witch Yes, I usually like when people like request and they also follow Witch Yes, then I like, I'm like, okay, yeah, you can come in. But if you don't, I'm always kind of like. Who are you? Hi. Um, that's good. I'm a fame whore. Anyone can follow me. <laughs> I will lead you through everything. My disciples. My babies. And then us as the podcast are on Instagram at witchyes. Share an episode in your stories, tag us, and we'll feature you on our stories. And if you're not a fan of Instagram, you can always contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Patreon. Uh, $5 Patreon witches and above are getting two extra episodes a month. $10 and above, get our show notes and more. And plus, we're going to get some early access cool shenanigans happening in the next couple months. So look out for those goodies. And one of those goodies is Artemis's, my cat's, fifth birthday present to all y'all, which means you asked, we listened, we have made a Facebook group for which yes. Oh my gosh, we're friends. Yeah, on so Facebook. come join us on Facebook. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash witchyescoven or just type witchyes the Facebook coven. Play nice like always. We're good little witches here. And we can trade spells. We can trade recent news articles. We can talk about your craft, our craft, all of it. Just come, respectful, nice, and welcome to the party. We're friends. So on Patreon, our last episode we actually released bonus materials from our bones episode and then the next one we're going to release a mini sode about dying in your dreams and what that means guess what it means a lot it could mean a lot <laughs> different ways of how you die all of it all of it matters i'd also really like to thank helicopter for their apple podcast review okay like i'm not blind to the labor of <laughs> writing a review i know it's like one other thing that you have to do today but have you noticed that a lot of the independent podcasts that you listen to haven't updated during quarantine? Alicia and I have taken almost no days off. We spend hours and hours of research. Marcel spends hours and hours in editing. And what we need you to do is take two minutes, 
go on to Apple Podcasts, click on our page, give us five stars, write a review. You could write anything. You could write. I hex the moon. You could out yourself. (laughs) And then I follow your fucking little name tag on here. We get the IP address. We find you. We find you. We follow you on Instagram and we figure out your dark plans to hex the sun. Anyway, so you could probably write that. You could write some other stuff too. Um, it'll help us move up the charts because genuinely no one finds us unless they happen to search witch into a search bar or their friend Heather tells us about them. So there's plenty of other witch podcasts out there, but I really feel like none of them are like ours. And we are special. We are special. And you're special for listening to what has this been? It's been Witch, witch Yes. <laughs> the day of today of this i don't know what happens today when you're listening because this is the future but there could have been what is the apple podcast review of the day <laughs> Jeez, get it over with it's fucking putridly hot in here tara i don't have time for your your memes and your japes <laughs> your what your japes what's a jape it's like a jest like a jab it's like a um when, when Tara's being funny. Okay, so this is 